Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy November 10th, episode 130. I was notified that yesterday I said that it was episode 127. I'm out of sorts, you guys. It's been a whirlwind. So I know that you, many of you didn't even realize. So uh, thank you for not noticing. There you go. So today is episode 130. Also, I don't, I don't always do this, okay? But yesterday, we had on an amazing guest. Uh, her name is Gracie Wright, and she has an absolutely powerful testimony of being healed radically from a brain, uh, brain injury that she, she got when she was a little kid. 20 years of enduring this and, and living with this. Her body was all out of whack as well. God healer. She talks about that she, uh, process. She's also an award-winning children's book author, and she just is such a sweet person and was an absolute delight to have on the show. And I know that a lot of you guys were watching Johnny Anlow on Rumble yesterday, so I just wanted to let you know it's worth your time. Go check it out. It's episode 129 of Elijah Fire with Gracie Wright. Go check it out. You're going to be really blessed by it, especially if you're if you're in that place of you've been prayed for however many times and you've, you're dealing with a chronic illness or something like that and really hanging on to hope. And she really talks about that process of feeling hopeless and, and um, the process of surrender and all that. So it's going to be really encouraging to you guys as well. And I actually think that some people are going to get healed on that broadcast. She just carries such an authority in that area uh, as a result of what she went through. So go check it out. Episode 129 with Gracie Wright, Elijah Fire. Uh, also, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about what we do with the donations that you guys give us at ElijahFire.com slash donate. And obviously we keep, a lot of it goes towards keeping this free. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of expenses to make sure that this stays free at five days a week. Uh, but another thing that we've been doing is we've been taking that money. Steve Schultz is one of the most generous men I've ever met in my whole life. And we are digging a new well every three days in Uganda. We partnered with a ministry called Show Mercy International, who've been longtime friends of the Elijah List and Steve Schultz. And so we're working very closely with them to dig freshwater wells, which are completely transforming communities. Uh, we always forget over here how much of a luxury clean drinking water is and how our whole life doesn't revolve around turning on the faucet and getting clean water and knowing that I'm going to drink it and I'm not going to get sick. And so... Kids can't go to school over in, in rural parts of Uganda because they are working with um, they're working with their parents to haul these heavy jerry cans, miles to get tainted water from tainted water sources. And so what we're doing is giving people back their lives and they're able to do other things and actually build their communities out. And so it's just amazing. So that's one of the things that when you donate here at ElijahFire.com slash donate, some of that money is going to go towards this. So I'm going to play a quick video and then we'll get going. Water. It's something we can't live without. Imagine a day without water. Think about what all would be affected. Laundry, cooking, watering your plants, showering, washing your hands, your morning coffee. Hospitals can't function. Fires can't be put out so much more. Imagine a day without water. In Uganda, they don't have to imagine it. It's a reality. 
There are many people in Uganda that lack access to clean, safe water. But we can continue to change that reality. Children, elderly, families, they are still in need of clean, safe water. So there you go. Anytime you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, even if it's five bucks, even if it's 10 bucks, even if it's 20 bucks, some of that money is going to go towards those efforts. And we're going to be doing, we're doing a lot of stuff. We're getting ready to do a lot of stuff here stateside with First Nations people. So excited about that. So thank you in advance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. I'm, I've been really looking forward to this episode. I'm a huge fan of these guys. We've had them on the show before. Um, they're powerful voices speaking against the grain of culture, uh, current woke culture. Uh, and you know, I'm all about speaking out against woke culture. Uh, they have a, a, a podcast called primetime game changers. They also are leaders of the young adult ministry called game changers at Lord of Hosts church in Omaha, Nebraska. Let's give it up for my guest today, Matt Kuhneman and Anthony Armstrong. What's up? Welcome to the show again. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having us on. We're so excited to be here today. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, we're going to get kind of going to get right into this. We have a lot. I mean, obviously, the midterms just happened. Um, and, uh, you know, Pastor Hank, pastor of your guys' church, Lord of Hosts Church. Matt, also, he's your father. Really powerful prophetic voice. Um, and we talked a lot in our phone call kind of setting up this interview about what what's our response as younger individuals millennials and gen z what's our response to prophetic words i know that there's a lot of eye rolling involving prophetic words to a lot of people in our our generation you know and uh, the younger generations and so uh we're kind of going to be talking a lot about that but i kind of want to just throw it to you guys what is our response few prophetic words when we get them and we're just going to go from there yeah i mean honestly you know i think the time's now and we've got to understand that listen when a prophetic vessel speaks the time is now okay we don't need to be sitting around you know just letting it fall to the wayside we have to do our part to let those words come to pass Mm -hmm. okay when god speaks through a prophetic vessel man or woman of god we have to do our part as game changers as the body of christ as young adults whatever age group and say look what can i do lord to bring this to manifestation okay because the problem is you know We've had times where we've seen people kind of look down, complain, say, oh, here we go again. And God's saying, look up. God's saying, okay, my words are going to come to pass. And we've even talked about this, Anthony and I. I know, Jeff, you mentioned we talked about this on the phone. Sometimes prophetic words, when they when they are spoken, a, a prophet may not live to see it in his era. Right. You know, I think a pr- yep. prophet Kim Clement, so many things he prophesied way back years ago. I remember mm-hmm. as a toddler, a little boy, you're seeing some of that manifest now today. And he's not even on this earth anymore. But guess what? Yep. The spirit behind what he said is what's on this earth now. And I think that is the important thing for the body of Christ to remember right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's interesting, Jeff, is the part where you mentioned the whole eye roll thing where, where, you know, we've seen a lot of people who don't understand the prophetic or prophets. Mm -hmm. So they hear 
about a prophet giving a prophetic word or giving a word from the Lord and the immediate the immediate you know response is whatever what a weirdo right that's generally <laughs> what the response is yeah i was one of those people for a yeah. long time you know yeah so. and you know when i first came to lord of hosts too you know we were new into the prophetic so we didn't really i didn't understand it either and it was a bit of like man these people are so strange mm -hmm. but at the same time you know you're, you can't help but be drawn to it and i think that's where a lot of people in our generation are and just to help them out you know it's weird to me that people will go out of their way to read daily horoscopes, right? They'll right. go out of their way yeah. to listen to Instagram influencers about the top 10 tips to uh, boost your brand, boost your business, be, become a happy person, uh, find that perfect person to, to marry. But right. yet when it comes to something that's genuinely from the Lord, people yeah. are like skeptical about it, which really is hilarious to me. But I think it really comes down to this, Jeff. You know, you fear the things that you are ignorant of or you don't understand. Yes. And I really yes. think it comes down to this. Um, the body of Christ really hasn't done a great job of explaining the various expressions of God. Yeah. And one of the things is, is that God uses the prophetic really basically just so he can talk to us. Mm -hmm. And give us a heads up of things to come, things that we are, are to do, or even warnings. And that's yeah. really, at, you know, in the simplest form is what it comes down to. And like Matt was saying, there's a lot of people that give the, oh, here we go again, because yeah. they're looking at things from just a natural perspective. And what God is yep. trying to do is open your eyes to being able to see past what's happening in front of you and so seeing good. what is actually happening at the higher level and overall Amen. perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think it really just comes down to that. You know, we as millennials, Gen Z, Gen Yers, whatever the alphabet is, uh, we've got to just become more open to really just wanting to learn about what it means to really hear from God. Because you, you hear it all the time. People are like, well, does God talk to you? Like, how do you know that God's hearing? Well, you know, you've got prophets on the earth that are saying exactly the things that God is saying. Mm -hmm. And it really just comes down to that. We've got to have more of an open mind and be in tune with more of the Good. spiritual side of things rather than looking at things from a natural perspective. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's something that I think, I think I said in that, in, in our phone call, but it was, um, I've said it somewhere else, probably on this show too, but there's never going to be enough evidence for you to go, okay, now I can believe in this prophecy. Now I, it, there's, ne it, there's never going to be a time where it's not going to require some measure of faith. Right. right? And it's interesting because in our culture, like you're talking about horoscopes and all these other things where we're very quick to, we have the faith for other things, but not for say prophecy, for example, and even Christians where somebody will come up to them, they'll tell them a rumor, right? And they'll take it as truth. They engage their faith into that rumor and they go, whoa, I can't believe so-and-so is doing that. Oh, whoa. And then they, they actually exercise their faith in that way. And we do that all the time. We as yeah, in people, right. uh, we do that all the time with stuff where things come our way and we choose to engage our faith. in it. even if it's not godly, we're choosing to engage that faith in that and believe that that thing is true. And then we carry it out as if it is true forward. Right? So the same applies to, and that's in an ungodly way, but in a godly way, we need to partner our faith with things. That's the, that's like the electric yeah. current that God operates with stuff. Exactly. He's like, I can do that. I yes. can do that. I can work with that faith and that faith and that faith. Yeah. You know, it's like talking about faith as small as a mustard seed. But I've kind of been stuck in Hebrews for a while. 
And then I found myself just my, my wheels spinning in a good way in Hebrews chapter 11, which is the big faith chapter. And for those who don't know um, what faith is, chapter 11, verse 1 of Hebrews. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we, what we do not see, which is exactly what we're talking about, right? Um, but it even talks about, it goes to all these people who like exercise great faith, great faith, great faith. And I think, um, Matt, you were the one that said there are people that died not having seen their prophecies fulfilled. Yeah. And it even says that exact thing. It's talking about all these great people that stepped out in faith that didn't end up getting to see the mm -hmm. fruits, the full yeah. fruits of that materialized on the earth before they died. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's just, it, it, it's a strange thing. I mean, but it's it chronicled throughout the Bible, right? So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think that's, that's important to understand because, you know, I've said this before. I mean, you look at, go, go read Isaiah 53, right? That was prophesied about the coming Messiah, his death, everything that mm -hmm. was going to come through right. the life of Jesus. They probably thought he was crazy when, <laughs> when he prophesied that, right? And guess what? It came to pass and it's the greatest story that's ever been told. So, you know, th this is, this is where I'm at on it, right? You look at, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 27, it says, For the Lord of hosts, for when the Lord of hosts has decided and planned, who can annul it? Meaning, who can change it? Right. And it says, His hand is stretched out. Who can turn it back? This is yeah. why, body of Christ, when the Lord speaks and it looks like, you know, it might be going against what was said in the earth and, and you know, what was prophesied, the earth may look different than what was prophesied, you know, through a prophetic vessel. We still have to maintain our faith because mm -hmm. God's timing ultimately is the best. Yep. And, and, and here's the thing. God is going to stretch his hands forward. And when he does, we as the body of Christ should already be prepared for that right. moment. Yeah. We yeah. shouldn't be shocked at God's timing. We should, we should be saying, no, we birthed this through our prayers, through our faith. See, we could either have our heads down and complain and be like the children of Israel in the wilderness, or we can be like Paul and Silas who were in prison in, in the book of Acts 16, and they prayed and sang hymns and, and, and rejoiced. And look what God did. Stretched forth his hands, and an earthquake came. Yeah, A big miraculous move of God came upon the land. Right. That is where we're at in the body of Christ right now. And those people that are struggling to understand prophecy, that's the best advice I can give you is right now when the Lord speaks through a prophetic vessel, trust the voice, trust the anointing. You know, the interesting thing about what you're saying about trust is that means that you can't see it. Right. And I think our generation really struggles with oh, yeah. not being able to see something happen instantaneously. They call mm -hmm. us the microwave generation, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've got to have it now. Yeah. It's got to be in this moment. I just bought this thing on Amazon. I'm expecting it to be here tomorrow yeah, morning right. on my door, mm -hmm. at my doorstep. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're translating that mentality to the kingdom of God. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. The thing about prophecy is it's a constant reminder of our place, knowing our place. We are God's creation. God is God. He has his way of doing things. And in order for us to see those prophetic words come into alignment or see those things that we're praying for and being in faith for come to pass, yeah. we have to align ourselves with his way. And it's a, here's the key word, it's a process, hmm. right? And a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. But again, I got to go back to, you know, just in practical terms, right? You can't see air, 
but you have the faith to believe that every time you take a breath, you're going to take in air, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then how much more should we be willing to take a chance and put our faith and trust in a God who knows the beginning from the end yes. and the things that he's declaring on this earth through yes. proven prophetic voices? Yes. I think that's really what it comes down to is being able to trust the things that you don't see as if they already are. And according to Hebrews 11, that's exactly what faith is. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So um, what is, obviously you guys serve under Pastor Hank, really, really respected prophetic voice. Uh, he's one of those guys that if he speaks, I listen, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, obviously we're in the wake of the midterms. Mm -hmm. uh, what has Pastor Hank been saying? And then we can kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, our response, our response to that, uh, which is, you know, uh, will be a great application for people watching, but because sure. um, I know that um, I know that he was on Elijah streams earlier today. A lot of people yes. watching this have already seen it, but if you haven't, I would go check it out. If you go to Rumble and type in Elijah streams, it's it's today's episode with Hank Kuhneman. But um, yeah, so what is Pastor Hank saying right now? Well, I mean, he's been prophesying. I know Anthony and I. If you haven't um, tuned in, go uh, check out our prophetic pulse conference call that we did with pastors last night, Anthony, myself, as well as your sister, Terry. Um, it was and, powerful. And it was powerful. Oh, awesome. and we, we really broke down. Um, you can go to onevoicetv.net. You can go to our church's uh, Facebook page, Lord of Hosts Church. Or yeah, we'll put a link Ministries. in the description too yeah, after this. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you guys can check out a lot of the stuff. We broke down a lot of these prophecies some way back. I mean, we had stuff about the blood moon way back in 2014. We yeah. had stuff about oh, wow. Netanyahu and and Israel and how mm -hmm. all that went down in in Israel. We went through um, uh, the, the, with the election in the midterms and how some people were going to be saying, okay, here we go again, and how you're going to see uh, different things that might be taken in, in, you know what I'm talking about, that, that might be uh, corruption, that might show evidence of, okay, something's not right here. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. right? Okay, <laughs> I, can, I mean, we can talk about it. Arizona, yeah. we, can, we can get into uh -huh. this, but... Pastor prophesied about this on October 30th, and Anthony, I, I have the, the prophecy up here too, but he even talked about what that says, uh, this was October 30th, so the night before Halloween, in fact, and I know we even talked with you about some stuff around Halloween, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's a thing that we can dive into too, but it says here, there are too many, there are too many in the earth that are afraid, anxious, on edge, wondering and waiting. What shall happen? What shall take place in the coming days and weeks? And yet men look too much at their politics. Come on. How many people look too much at what's going on in the natural right. and not mm -hmm. in the spirit? Yes. Okay. Yep. Men look too much at the things that they see and hear upon the media. You know, one thing I always say, people look too much at their Instagram memes and Twitter tweets, and that's like become their Bible now. It's true. You yeah. know, holy Instagram memes, you know, yeah. instead of the holy Bible, right? Uh -huh. So... Okay, and so it says, men look too much at the things they see and hear in the media. Men are looking too much at what was and what took place in 2020. Come on now. And yet, because they look at these things, they are as Lot's wife who could only see a perspective of that which was of her flesh. Again, she looked back instead of pressing forward to what God was bringing them to and delivering them from. You know, the, the Egyptians. The children of Israel looking back, oh, we should have just stayed in Egypt. Now we're trapped. 
And God had to tell Moses, stretch forth your rod of authority and let's go forward. You know what I'm saying? So it says for in the coming days and weeks, there will be things that will be undisputed. There will be things that will be disputed and there will be things that will be refuting. There will be theft and stealing fraud. There will be delays, but there shall be victories as well, says the living God. Yet some will say, now watch this. Here we go again. We're going backwards. They will never change, and others will hang their head in disappointment because they expected a different outcome. But listen to me, says God. This is about my time. This is about my hands, says the Lord. And I love this part, too, at the end, because it talks about um, how how God was going to up, uh, up just lift up 45 and also Netanyahu in Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And it talks about this, and it says, This is my turning, and believe me, says the Lord, you will see that darkness will not prevail. You will see light will overcome, and my truth will have its way, and its voice in this day, says the Lord. I think that is so important, and it even says this promise to your children in the prophecy. So that tells me that our children, our generations, Mm -hmm. our future generations, which we know is at stake right now. Mm -hmm. Look at how much corruption they're trying to bring into school systems. That's why... When, when Anthony, we, we just talked about this. We see churches that celebrate Halloween, youth pastors doing Halloween functions for their youth. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. What are you doing infiltrating the minds and the spirits of these right. kids in our next generation? No, it's unacceptable. It needs mm-hmm. to stop. Yeah. We as a body of Christ have got to stop becoming so woke and trying to fit. And Anthony, you say it so well, inclusive. Right. We can't keep, keep in, being inclusive and trying to include yeah, right. every. Really not a fan of that on. word. No, it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's, it's the new moist. It it's inclusive yeah, it's is the new moist. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand moist either. That's yeah. terrible. I, yeah. We just need to word. keep saying woke is broke. Okay. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, all the woke movements, yeah. you know, and and that's why, you know, Jeff, I really appreciate what you said about how when Pastor Hank speaks, you listen. You know, yeah. I, as his son, that that says a lot to me, mm. but. I agree with you in that because here's the thing. He was one of the only few that I ever saw that when the whole 2020 thing happened and 2021 and things were being closed down except strip clubs and bars, they were still well open. Yeah. (laughs) He left his church open. Yeah, come on. Because people needed an outlet. And on top of that, no, you're not going to shut down the voice of God. You're not going to shut down what needs to be said, what needs to go out into America and around the world. No, you're not going to shut it down. Because we stood boldly, it gave people hope. It gave people promise. It gave people faith. See, if we just... The reason some of these churches in America aren't blessed or or they're seeing issues going on is because they didn't stand for anything. Mm-hmm. They're just being inclusive. Yep. And, and inclusive does you can't be a pastor. I always say it like this. You can't change. Here we are in Game Changers, right? You can't change what you're partaking in yourself. If you're partaking right. in the world, you can't change the world. Yeah, you right? can't clean people when you're covered in no. mud. No, that's a little tough. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it, that's what I say about Aaron. Aaron was, it was his rod that ate the, the, the other serpents in Egypt. And then guess what? He becomes a woke sellout and a golden calf maker. Missed the promised land. Yeah. Don't be one of those people. Yeah. Body of Christ. I'm telling you, God does not play with that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And to add what Matt was saying about that prophecy from October 30th, I think I just want to share Three quick points that I think yeah, will sure. probably help people who aren't maybe familiar with understanding the prophetic. 
or just want to know more about, okay, when someone says this word, like what, what exactly are we looking for? Because that's a lot to take in that was, was said, right? So three quick things. Uh, one, when it comes to the prophetic, always pay attention to the order mm-hmm. in which things are said by the yep. Spirit of the Lord. Mm. Oftentimes that's going to reveal a pattern. That's good. Or a certain way that God is revealing how things are going to play out. So again, you got to think about God's way. It's a process. So Matt mentioned what Pastor Hank had said in this part, which was really interesting, where it says, for in the coming days and weeks, there will be things that will be undisputed. There will be things that will be disputed. There will be things that will be refuted. There will be theft, stealing, and shenanigans. And (laughs) there will be delays, but there shall be victories as well. Okay, so if you're listening to the order of that, first of all, days to weeks, this is going to draw out, Mm -hmm. right? I think a lot of people are expecting, again, an instant result. They wanted an instant victory. But what God is trying to say, this is about my time, my process. So look how this is playing out. Look at the order of this. There will be theft, stealing, shenanigans. Then there will be delays. But there shall be victory. So you know what I read that as? Okay, there's obviously been some weird things happening, like Matt said. If you look at Arizona, even yep, Pennsylvania yep. with Michigan, Fetterman, Michigan, Pennsylvania with Fetterman. Okay, let's be real. You know those different things. <laughs> um, you know, but then, it, but then it said, but then it turns right. So it says theft, stealing, shenanigans. But then it says, and then there will be delay. So right there, there's a turning point. I find that interesting. Then there will be delays, but then there shall be victories. So the way that I read that order is, yes, there's going to be some weird things to begin with, but then something's going to happen. There's going to be a shift where all of a sudden people are going to start saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? And then now God's saying there's going to be victories. So again, those are things to kind of be on the lookout for and how things continue to pray, uh, play out. But also you want to pray this out. Right. Like, all right, God, you've already called this out, but hey, we know that there are going to be delays. So that gives us an opportunity for a divine intervention. So we're going to start mm-hmm. coming into agreement and praying for it's those good. victories on your behalf to start coming to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not like, that the solution is not, well, let's just wait and see. We'll wait and right. see if this is true. So, yeah, continue. So the, the, the second thing that we want to always remember when it comes with prophecy is, okay, the role of a prophet uh, Matt's dad is literally to bring the court of heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Hank talks about this often, but the role of the prophet is to be a mouthpiece of basically communicating judgment or a verdict to the earth. And think about, think of this as kind of like a judicial system, right? So first you have the trial. So the trial, you're going to be doing what? You're going to be revealing the evidence. You're going to be revealing uh, some of the different things and the way things have transpired so that you can cross-examine it. Then after that comes the verdict, after the, the evidence is found, and mm-hmm. then comes the the judgment or the execution of the sentencing. So when you look at these different things, God's kind of already laying out this trial process. You know, he's saying, okay, here's, here's the evidence. There's going to be theft and stealing, but now I'm going to cross-examine this. There's going to be delays, which lets us know that He's going to be taking a hard look at this. There's going to be certain things he's going to be checking off before he actually intervenes. Mm -hmm. But then there shall be victories. So that to me is the verdict. That's the ultimate verdict that we want to pay attention to. It's not what we're seeing as people are complaining about the fact that there wasn't a red wave. But God's saying there's still going to be victories in the end of this. So we shouldn't be 
we shouldn't be calling it quits at the first at the at the end of the first quarter, so to speak. We still got yeah. three other quarters to play. Yeah, that's good. That's Finally, good. the the third part I want to point out that I think is the most important. Matt, you know, Pastor Hank has talked to us about this all the time, but it's the fact that prophecy is conditional. Hmm. It's not a guarantee. Right. And this is specific for anyone that may have received a prophetic word about your own life and what God is trying to do in your life and bring mm-hmm. certain things to come to pass. Listen, that is not a guarantee. That does not mean it's just going to happen without you having to do anything. Yeah, Why? It's huge. The minute that God gave us free will, that gave us the choice to follow him or not follow him. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying by that is we have, it's our duty, like you were saying, Jeff, you can't just yeah. sit and wait. Yeah. It's our duty as believers to use our faith, like you mentioned before, to come into agreement with these prophetic words to come to pass. Now, also, sometimes there's a prophetic warning of something happening because people have done wrong, right? You think about the Ninevites and what Jonah was doing, and they repented. They chose to repent and come back into the will of God, and that prophetic word fell away. Now, some people would probably, now if we had Instagram in those days, people would probably be calling False prophet. Jonah's a false prophet. They'd be yeah. calling him a false There'd prophet. There'd be some stupid hashtag for him, too. Right. Or yeah. something like but that. But it know? goes to show the goodness <laughs> of God. God is always, capital G-O-O-D, good. Yeah. He always wants to bring a redemptive plan to us, and that's what we have to remember when it comes to prophecy. Mm. Now, for those who are on the other side of this thing and continue to bump up against his plan, man, have mercy on their souls because yeah. he is going to have his way because he is the righteous judge. So that was the three things I wanted to bring up when you're looking at prophecy. Pay yeah, attention to the order. Amen. Uh, remember that this the, the role of the prophet is to bring the courts of heaven to earth because he's exacting a judgment or bringing about something that God wants to pass. And then lastly, prophecy is always conditional. So we have to get in agreement with God's word. That point three, man. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. That's a big one because we see this illustrated in the Bible. I mean, how many times has God said, if my people will repent? Exactly. You know, yes. if they don't repent, then I will do this. And, um, and I've quoted this on the show before, but Nate Johnston, Australian prophet, he, um, he said, prophecy is, prophetic prophecy isn't an inevitability, it's an invitation. That's and right. is exactly what you were just saying. And that was the big moment for me. I've talked about on the show before where it was like, okay, it just clicked for me. Realizing, because then I started referencing stuff in the Bible and prophetic words that God had given in the Bible. Um, Jonah's a big one. That's a, that's a great, that's like a perfect example. Right of God giving a prophetic word to a people and them responding to it as you should, but responding to it by turning back to God and repenting. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's huge uh, because people will give prophetic words and then people go out. Oh, it didn't happen. And I'm like, because the other thing happened, that's why, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, you know, prophecy and its basic element is really to draw people back to God. Yeah. Draw people back to the heart of God Amen. so that they will follow him and put their full faith and trust in him. Now, we'll say there's a lot of different words going out there that's all about doom and gloom. And I have to say, Matt will agree, that is not God. Right. Because a prophetic word is not supposed to bring you into fear and mm-hmm. a sense of just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
despair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's no hope. A prophetic word should always bring some type of hope or at least some type of, in a way where it's correction that brings you back to hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying that, oh, America's going to be judged, we're, we're done forever. That's not a true prophetic word. Right. That's not that's God. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because there is some of that going around right now. Um, and I just don't, I, I, I'm partnering with heaven. I see, I see what God is saying about America, about the world, and it's different than the direction that it's going. And often that's what, that's what God is doing when he gives a prophetic word is things are going this way and he's pointing this way and we can about face and partner with him and go that direction as well. But again, it comes down to free will. Um, and so the appropriate response to a prophetic word is what you're talking about going, okay, I'm going to partner, partner my faith with that. I'm going to, we're going to pray into this. God, what is my role in, in partnering with you exactly. to see this come to pass? Yes. And it could be starting a show, right? It could be starting a live stream. It could be, uh, it could be getting involved on, you know, on a local level in your government. It could be a, a multitude of different things. Yeah. Um, and it's important to respond to those prophetic words by it's it's tricky. It's okay to have it's okay to be like, especially if you're you're really starting to go, okay, I'm hearing you guys. All right. I'm still weirded out by prophecy, but like, okay, all right, okay, you know, and then going, okay, God, I'm gonna partner. There's power in recognizing what your flesh wants to do and going, yeah. but God, right. I am choosing to lay that down and I am choosing to believe in this. God, what can I do? And you may feel silly doing it, right? Like, but that's that that makes the difference. You actually moving into action, even despite you may be feeling kind of weirded out by it, but going, you know what though? I'm gonna step out in faith and I'm just gonna go for it. So exactly. yeah, so important. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, um, a lot happening in the world right now. There's a lot of areas that are, um, Satan is really influencing culture in different ways. Um, and, uh, we can, we can kind of interweave prophecy into this as well, but Anthony backstage, we were talking about black lives matter. Okay. (laughs) And you said that you have some very strong opinions about it. Okay. So I just kind of wanted to give the floor to you to just say, Whatever you want to say, okay? You know, I, I, didn't, yours, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't think you were going to go there. That's uh, oh, We're going there, man. Is, if we get in trouble, we're, we're, man, whatever. This is, we're, you, aunt. this is an alley-oop on a fast break right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just as, you know, as, as, a black, as a black person, you know, one of the things that I've noticed in the black community is this spirit of victimization. Hmm. And there is a spirit that follows victimization where there's a lack of accountability and responsibility. Hmm. Now, um, the situations that have happened with police brutality and some of those different things, Mm -hmm. we're not denying that. Right. There has been evidence of that. And I'm not also, I'm also not denying the history that has kind of plagued this country for the last few hundred years that we've kind of swept under the rug. I'm not, I'm not denying any of those things. Yes, those things happen, but there comes a point where you have to have a willingness to forgive yes. and a willingness to come together in unity as a body of Christ, as, yeah. as a people, as Americans. I'm not, I'm not a black American. I'm not a white American. I'm not a, right. I'm not a 
Hispanic American. I'm an American. That's right. Right. Coming mm-hmm. together so that we can move forward. Why? Because we ultimately all want to preserve this country for our future. You know, um, I have two kids now and it has a whole different perspective, you know, when it comes to addressing some of these different things and how you act or how you um, or how you look at life just right now, because you think about the future coming up behind you and you want to leave something better for them. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, in the black community, we've done a poor job of really just taking responsibility upon ourselves and being empowered to just go and take advantage of the various freedoms and liberties that we have here in America to be an entrepreneur, to go and get a solid education, to not have to rely on governmental, uh, you know, governmental assistance. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. If you had to, if you've had to be on that for a bit, that's what it's there for, but don't sting on it. Yeah. There is something powerful in becoming self-sufficient and being able to self-sustain yourself. Um, you know, you look at the black community, there's a lot of different things and a lot of different narratives that are very contradictory, right? So right now, at least for years, it's always been, well, the only way that you can make it out as a black person, wherever that is, is either sports or becoming like a musician or a rapper. Mm-hmm. And the part about the, 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 the rapper and musician part that's really frustrating to me is if you, if you look at all of the popular secular rap music it's all derogatory and violent. Yeah. But then we have the nerve to turn around and start a riot because we were uh, abused or violence was enacted against us, you know, in a way uh, of like police brutality or maybe it was a white on black crime. And we get mad about that. What I don't mm-hmm. understand and what's wrong is you can't pick and choose. Mm-hmm. things that you're going to make a stand for or choose mm-hmm. to have a moral compass on. So you're telling me that you're fine with all of the black homicides that have been happening in Come Chicago, on. the crime rate. Yeah. You're real. okay with 20 million black babies being aborted since Roe versus Wade. Thank God that got overturned. Come but on. I did not see Amen. much of the black community celebrating that. But yet we have 1% of all of the uh, uh, of of instances where there is police brutality um, happen to a black person, and now we're just going to start destroying communities. We're going to start destroying towns and cities. Yep. We're going to start uh, we're going to start enacting violence against you know perceived people that we think have been violent towards us in the past. We have got to become better as mm-hmm. a black community and just raising our standards having respect not only for ourselves, but for other people. And one, and the other thing is we have to stop glorifying thugs. I'm just going to say real. that. Yeah. Stop glorifying thugs. Stop glorifying criminals. Stop glorifying even athletes. That's not reality. Right. Why aren't we glorifying engineers? Why aren't we glorifying teachers? Why aren't we glorifying yeah. professors, scientists? You know, one of the things, Jeff, that really bothers me is people complain about lack of representation. Oh, there's no lack of representation in big tech, in pharma, in the government. Well, let me tell you where the lack of representation is at. They're in heaven because you aborted 20 million people. Oof, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Come on, Anthony. You know, and, 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 and the whole the whole issue with 
of, of, of the financial gap, the monetary gap, the wealth gap. Did you know that uh, I, I, the number was pretty staggering? But, if, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say but there's there is a fair percentage of millionaires in this country who are actually black. And it's quite interesting if you go and look at the number of wealthy millionaires that are black and you look at it in proportion to the black community, it's actually not as it's actually a really good ratio. And it's more than what people would actually realize. So when people talk about the wealth gap, there really isn't one. Mm. That is a narrative that they've been spinning, trying to basically change and keep uh, black people stuck in this bondage mindset of, yeah. oh, we can't get any further without some type of handout or assistance. Now, the problem that I have with Black Lives Matters is they capitalize on all of those different issues that we struggle with. They capitalize on the fact that we like to glorify, we like to pick a savior who is, well, a low life, to be honest with you, mm. you know, criminals, thugs, those different things. And I'm not calling, I'm not saying that about this particular person, but let's be honest, if you look at their rap sheet, and the reason why this situation even happened, they were committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Why are we putting this person as our savior or as someone that we should emulate? Mm-hmm. Again, I know that's not a popular opinion, but Black Lives Matter took it to that level and then encouraged the incitement of violence. They encouraged it. Yeah, say it, Ant. How it's is true. that not criminal? Yeah. And then on top of that, they complained about how there is a huge wealth gap. And you know what they did? The leadership of Black Lives Matters, they took $90 million and bought themselves homes. They stole from multiple, the com- yeah. multiple homes. They stole from the very community that they said that they were going to help. Mm-hmm. No one saw a dime. No one saw a dime. And you're telling mm-hmm. me that this is something that we should get behind and champion? Yeah. My problem right now and why the prophetic is so important is because it trains you, Jeff. It trains us to see the spirit behind a thing. Come on. Instead of just looking at that black square and being like, oh, Black Lives Matter, that sounds good. No, the prophetic allows you to hear directly from the Holy Spirit yourself and say, "Ah, there's a check in my spirit. Holy Spirit, what is the spirit behind that thing? What is driving this? Yes. What is driving the momentum yes. behind this? That way you're not the person at the at the, the last person to know. And that's what all prophecy is. God does not want us to be the last to know. Yeah, that's the so good. The first shall become last, the last shall become first. He wants us to become the first to know. Why? Because he knows the church is what who has the influence. The church is the one that should be going out and filling in the gaps. We don't need Black Lives Matters. We need believers going out there and helping out our brothers and sisters, regardless of their color. And we have got to stop it. And this is my last rant, and I'll get off my pedestal. Hey, we have dude, this is good. <laughs> I've heard this quote that Sundays are the most segregated time of the week. Because wow. you've got black churches still, you've got white churches, you've got Latino churches. Jeff, we're not going to see any change in this country until we get rid of this, those denominational wow. uh, 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 descriptions. Yeah. That wow. is not the makeup of heaven. The last time I checked... You did not have to have a particular race card to get into heaven. It did not matter. Come on. Yeah. So once we get it together as a body of Christ and we start unifying one another, and that's why I love my brother, Matt. I look at Matt as my, as my brother. Yeah. I don't look at him as a, as a white guy. Right. I don't look at him any different way. And that's what I think makes Game Changers beautiful is yeah. the fact that God put us together, I think, exactly. on purpose 
Absolutely. As two different ethnicities to prove a point and show that there is something changing in this nation and this generation can lead that way in the body of Christ. Stop looking at each other from the outside and start looking at each other from the spiritual aspect. So good. And we're going to make it. So good. And that's, I mean, that's all, that's, I mean, that's straight up Colossians chapter three right there. You know, that there's, there's no distinction between nationalities. There's no distinction between status, circumcised, uncircumcised. Exactly. You know, um, it, it says, but Christ is all and is in all. And then it goes on to lay out the rules of the game after that, and, you know, and uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, let it dwell among you richly, you know, and, um, and it, 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 it basically removes all the status, the societal status, all of the, the nationality, you know, racial divide. And it just strips it down to like, this is the kingdom of heaven. This is what it looks like. And, um, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I love, 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 love seeing you guys working together because that's what it's about, man. It's, you know, uh, and, um, I love what you said, Anthony, about it's sort of this whole lottery mentality of like, oh, I can make it out of this community if I become a musician (laughs) or a athlete. And you know what? Here's the thing. That is not just an issue within the black community. That's an issue societally. Yes. You know, like you have a lot of, um, a lot of young people are like, oh, whatever. I don't, I'm going to be a millionaire. So that's fine. You know? And and I'm like, yeah, you don't know that, you know? And, uh, it's too much to, it's too much to, to put all your eggs into the basket of, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to become a basketball player or a football player. I'm going to become this or that. And it's like, like you were talking, I mean, it's interesting even to look at like people like Booker T. Washington, yes. you know, post Civil War, who were like they had a completely different mindset yes. from a lot of the black community today. Um, and honestly, man, I love Booker T. Washington. Man, that guy says so much good stuff. But um, and did you yeah. know that Booker T. Washington? He he describes it in his autobiography. But uh, the the slaves that had gotten freed in that in that area the government didn't help them. They were kind of just like, well, if you're free, you're on your own. Mm -hmm. But the community came together. They pulled their own money together, started a school, and that's how he got his education. And then he went and got his education. And then you know what happened? There were evangelicals from the Northeast that came down to the South and established schools to help the, the black people become educated. And that's how Booker T. Washington got his education. And that's how he got assistance in developing the first school uh, for, for blacks, which is the B- Booker T. Washington school. So it's very interesting that even in that situation, it wasn't the government that gave them assistance. Yeah. It was the church that came right. and helped yes. their brothers and sisters that's in need. Right yeah. 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 So and cool. I also think it's just as a, and I'm sure you and Matt have talked about this, as a white person, I, I don't, I have no ill will towards, towards anyone. Um, and it's unfair to take what's happening and pin it onto another group of people and say, it's all your fault. I've heard some of the racist stuff I've ever heard in my life be directed at white people. And it's interesting because I can talk about this stuff freely People can call me a racist and I'm like, first off, you don't know me. And I definitely know I'm not a racist. Right. You know, like I have such a diverse group of friends, always have, you know. Um, and so 
I think it's like that one thing I feel like even with within white people, especially I'll, I'll speak to where I live. Okay. I live in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Oregon, and there is a whole lot of white people up here. Okay. It's just, that's just the way it is. There's also a whole lot of white guilt up here where suddenly they, they feel guilty for things they've never done and never will do. And um, I think that's also something that's being weaponized against in this whole thing of, yeah. of people being like, look, white people, it's your fault. You need to bow to us. You need to ask us for forgiveness or you need to beg for forgiveness. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. especially, in, especially in churches. Yeah. And I'm like, that's I not, know, that's, that's right not the there. kingdom of heaven. That is not yeah. the kingdom of heaven. We know what that looks like. Yeah, Jeff, you you mentioned churches there, right? And and mm-hmm. I want to say this too because to go along your point, Anthony, and and what you just said, and 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 so absolutely perfectly worded, absolutely is yeah. here's the thing. I've seen where a lot of times, even in your culture, your race, where you take a stand against what we just described and talked about. And it's, oh, well, you're not really black anymore. Yeah. Who says See, that? Yeah. Like, who says that? Yeah. Like, it's like, true. What, what, where do people even get this stuff to even think to say something Satan. like that? <laughs> that, that yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100%. mean, absolutely. So, yeah. so here's my thought. And, and Jeff, you mentioned churches. Yeah. Pastor Hank and I were having a conversation about this. He's even said it publicly that, listen, a lot of the stuff we're seeing today the, is the fault of the church. Yes. They didn't yeah. stand. Correct. They were inclusive. Wow. Yeah. And what's going to fix this stuff is the church, Correct. is the body of Christ. I, I have had it with the church being so inclusive. Let's just post a black square. Pastors posting a black square. Mm-hmm. Pastors who didn't open their church. Pastors who, 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 who would do everything to not offend the culture. So we don't celebrate the Sunday after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Right. We see churches not even addressing it. Our right. church had a whole celebration about it. Game changers. We did a whole episode. And, and, and you know, this reminds me of an old episode where we talked about this. And, 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 and right now, our word is intensity is the name of the game. We cannot lose our spiritual intensity and let the world change us because the world sure seems to be intense with what they want to try to put in our schools, in our churches, in our uh, uh, government. Every one of the seven mountains and you're seeing the world is sure intense about trying to get us to adjust right. to them and their mm-hmm. woke movements and their their ways and their cancel culture and this that and the other makes you want to spit mm-hmm. okay it's ridiculous and and what i'm saying is listen we got to go back to one of our other episodes that we had and it's hey devil hi haters watch me right mm-hmm. we have got to have this attitude of listen you want to try this Black Lives Matter movement? Watch me. You want to shut down our churches? Watch me, devil. Watch me, government. Watch me, uh, uh, school systems, woke agendas, woke mobs that want to come in and infiltrate the minds of little kids and put sex in schools and mm-hmm. put all this pornography in movies and this, that, and the other and teach kids stuff that they shouldn't even be hearing. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Watch me, devil. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is this is what I'm going to say. Oh, Devil, you want to steal this? You want to steal that? You want to try to take away t- what what happened in, in in 2020 and 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 try to bring that now in 2022 and 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 steal this and steal that? No, watch me, devil. That needs to be our mindset. Mm-hmm. We need to be warring in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, yeah. praying 
fervently and have an intensity about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But instead of these soft, weak-kneed pastors and yeah. weak-kneed people in the church that, oh, let me just post a black square so nobody tries to shut down my account or shut down my church, yeah. then you know what? You truly aren't in a good spot with God. We see we see pastors who 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 now preach against the tithe, who are promoting promoting those that are pro-choice or pro-abortion. What I question where their mind and their heart is with the Lord. Yeah. Where yeah. have you gone? It's because you've allowed woke to take you from from being awakened. My dad says that all the time. Uh-huh. We can't be awakened to truth if we're so woke. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you're in kind of uh you know hot water I guess is I'm trying to look for another word, uh, phrase but when you are taking the Bible and bending it to culture, yes, yes, as yeah. opposed to, and obviously, look, did Jesus use parables where he was he was giving examples so that culture could understand? Yes. Did Paul do the same thing even when he was in yes. Athens? Yes. Yes. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, and a lot of people, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here. You know, a lot of people are going to know what I'm talking about, but for those who don't. What I'm referring to is when you take scriptures that are very clear and you start to weave them into the the current social political climate and you go, well, actually, what I think the Bible (laughs) means is this. And you really especially when you start going, I think when it's when it's doctrine, when it's like foundational stuff, when you start going, well, what I think or my personal opinion, see, that's the problem is. We do have a lot of that going on. Well, and you've even seen some Bibles and and, and modern English translations that have omitted Bible verses. Yeah. You've seen some of that go on. You've seen Bible apps. That's why get yourself a physical Bible. Oh, dude, I'm a big fan of like physical media in general, physical stuff. Because here's the thing. They are trying to cancel out and omit what was truly written and what was truly said right. by the hand of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and this is what this woke agenda and this cancel culture is doing. They want to silence truth and preach a lie. Yeah. And they're going to welcome. See, listen, notice how churches that post black squares that do the Halloween uh, festivities. Okay. That go along the lines of what's going on in the world. Can't address anything. Can't celebrate even that. I mean, here we are, we're, 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 we're supposed to be worshiping the Lord and be, we're made to be in his likeness. Yet mm-hmm. we can't celebrate. Right. Overturn He's like, well, I don't want to like church is that. Yeah. I don't want to offend people it, in my it, congregation. It, it makes no sense to me. You yeah. know, I don't want to offend people in my congregation. Well, then why are you a pastor? Right. If you aren't getting at the heart of people. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, I always respect the teachers. You know, maybe in school we didn't always see that, but you always respected growing up the teachers that were a little more hard nosed and strict, and makes you made sure you were like, "Oh man, I might need to go study for this test this week." Yeah, it was the teachers that were softies and weak need <laughs> and kind of had the snowflake mentality of, "Yeah, here's the study guy with all the answers, and you know, it's right in front of you." They didn't make you do any research. They didn't make you do any study time and make you work for something. No. The problem is we have snowflaked everything in this world today, and now we got pastors who are snowflakes. We got politicians who've been snowflakes, and it's not changing anything. We need to get that mighty let the lion roar mentality upon us as the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We need to do the work. We need to set the prophetic words in motion 
and start praying it in That's motion. Good. That's good. That's when we're going to start seeing the manifestation of what's been prophesied. Okay. Well, you can either look up as pastor Hank has said so many times, or we can keep complaining. But when we look up and say, no, I see the angelic reinforcements. Yeah. I see angelic movement. That is when change will start happening upon America and upon the other lands and other mm. countries. Yeah. And just real quick, Jeff, to add that, you know, the, the theme that I'm getting from, you know, what you were saying a little bit ago and then what uh, Matt was just saying is there's this dangerous, dangerous behavior that's coming out and mindset that's slowly creeping in where people don't want to be challenged to think. Right. Yeah. They yeah. just want to fall in line and follow whatever is the least path of resistance. And I think that's oh, yeah. what you're seeing with the churches. Yep. Yeah. That's why you see people, uh, well, questioning or dismissing the prophetic is because what it does is when it, anything about God and it's truly backed by the spirit of God, it's going to challenge all of your preconceived yes. notions. It's going to force you to stop and think. And it's going to force you to act in some kind of way. You're going to have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Do I want to keep going down this way or do I want to um, truly follow God? And when you make that choice to truly follow his word and what he says, you're going to have to put in some work. And a lot of people don't want to put in the effort anymore. They don't want to have to work. They want to just be told what to do and get what they want or get what they feel like they want and then call it a day. And I think that's really what the issue is right now. Um, thank God that we do have a remnant like yes. Elijah Fire and other different broadcasts and yes. primetime game changers. Yeah, game changers. <laughs> where we're we're not settling for that, and that's yeah. basically what it is. We're not settling for you force feeding us this junk. We're not right. going to subscribe to it. Yes. Yep. But there is the other side. If we truly want to see things change for the better and for good for God. We're going to have to roll up our sleeves and go to work, like Matt said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's time to, you know, as Ant just said, sorry for everybody. I, I call him Ant. That's my guy. So um, <laughs> so here's the thing. But I'm going to tell you, his spirit ain't no Ant. He, so yeah. that's no way, man. right now. Yeah. So, um, but as, as he was just talking about it, it's time to roll our sleeves, roll up our sleeves and get to work, right? Here, Here's what I'm going to say about this. When you look at, Right now, in, in this world, and in, in, in even the last couple of years, right. what this has done in the last few years has really and should really show us who is truly close to the heart of God mm-hmm. and who's just out there trying to be relevant. Where's the holy remnant? This, is, this should be a defining time now and should show people whose voices to trust Who's your friends? Who's not your friends? Who you should be around? What you should associate with and who you should associate with, I think is so important. We have a statement that we say a lot and we did an episode about it. Connected now, what about later? Hmm. What what does that mean? You may be a text or a phone call away from your friend, your Mm -hmm. your person, you know, at the gym, school, work, whatever, wherever you're, you're listening or watching, right? You may say, yeah, I know this person. I'm, I, they're a text away. They're a call away. They're a two-minute drive down the road away, right? So you're connected now. But what about when it's all said and done and eternity hmm. comes knocking? Are you connected then? You may be connected now, but what about later? That's why it is so important not to mess with your eternity. It yeah. is so important to take a stand. Because listen, we as the church, it's our responsibility to go out there and win souls. Here's the thing. 
I'm all for winning souls, but we also have to remember that there's a stand. Okay. Right. You have to have a healthy balance of both. The problem is you have some churches who are all about, you know, soul, 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 souls that they're forgetting the stand that they have to take. And people are coming in and trying to silence the church. And the problem is if they start allowing these people to take their voice, then we've just lost the ability to go out and even get souls in the first place. Right. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You have to take a stand and understand there's a healthy balance here. We're not going to change culture by partaking in culture. Right. Okay. You have to understand, listen, if we're going to win souls, we need to be standing all the more. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I go back and I think of what Paul said when he's like, nobody stood with me when I went and confronted Nero. He went by himself. Nobody went with him and confronted the government. Yeah. Guys, it is so important that us as the body of Christ continue to stand. We need the Elijah fires out there. We need those shows. We need those churches, those pastors, those prophetic voices that are going to say, no, I'm going to keep speaking and I'm going to keep speaking anointed. I'm going to keep speaking until I, 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 I'm blue in the face. Okay. Because guys, I'm telling you, we will change the game in mm-hmm. America. We will change Come the on. game yes. in this world because that's frankly what it is. The devil's playing a game. These politicians, a lot of them are playing a game. These school systems and school boards, a lot of them are playing a game. Okay. These, these, these music industries play in a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have got to start changing the seven mountains and saying, no, Come enough on. is enough. Yep. You have got away with this for far too long. That's good, man. And yeah. what's going to change it is the church, the body of Christ, yep. not being inclusive, but taking a stand. Mm-hmm. We can't be so lovey-dovey all the time. Okay. People <laughs> think that Jesus was some soft person. No, they would never have put him on a cross if he was some soft snowflake. I'm telling you right now. Right. Jesus was one tough son of a gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I was even and, just oh, thinking about the okay passage. With, and he's okay with Second Amendment rights, too, because his disciples carried. So, you know, that's true. They did carry. There, so, hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a Second Amendment right guy. So, yeah, let me just tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, they probably. So, yeah. Yes, they did open carry. Um, the uh, <laughs> like Simon the Zealot, dude, you know, walking yeah. around. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I um, I was thinking about the passage where Jesus I think I think it's the passage where he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And it said that a lot. He lost a lot of disciples. They walked away and his yes. disciples, the, the 12 were like, dude, this is like a this is a hard teaching, you know, yeah. and uh, it just goes to show that Jesus wasn't. I think I, I see this on the left a lot. They're like, oh. I think that Jesus would right. be okay with homosexuality. I think Elton John said that. I'll, yep, I think yep. Jesus would be okay with homosexuality because he was pro-love. And then other people are like, well, I think that Jesus is okay with uh, abortion because blah, 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 blah. Um, and the reality is that, again, it kind of goes back to that conversation we had about my opinion. Right. In my opinion, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think, and I'm like, Jesus is who he says he is. And, um, and then also this whole like theology of like, um, I call it theology by omission. So it's like, well, Jesus didn't overtly say yeah. that it was, yes. oh, he never completely said yeah. it was, this thing was wrong or that thing was wrong. So it must be okay. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus is the word made flesh. 
whatever Jesus believes is the same as the Holy Spirit and God because he is a part of the Holy Trinity. And if one of them has a different opinion from the others, they cease to be God. And so I think that that's a really important thing to carry into this. Yeah. And that's also, by the way, if, if if you ever get into a conversation with someone, you're like, oh, they really stumped me because yeah, Jesus didn't talk about that. We know what the rules of the game are. Exactly. Yes. And it's some of them are found in the Old Testament. Some of Thank them Jesus you. talks about. Right. But yes, all, it's all connected because yep. it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Exactly. Right. And also Jesus is the word made flesh. You know, so I think that it's really important to look at it that way where you can always reference back and go, well, hang on. I know that right. I know that God himself said to the Israelites, these stipulations for holiness, mm-hmm. those still apply. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think I get very, very fired. <laughs> well, up I'm glad you said that, Jeff, because, well, and the reason why people like Elton John and some of these people on the left can say these things comfortably is because we have not allowed the voice of God to be louder than them. We yeah. have silenced the mm-hmm. truth in God, like Matt said, by having, you know, all of a sudden now our, our coffee shops and our, our pizza parties are all of a sudden the main attraction instead of just the spirit of God and the truth that he brings to convict yeah. people. Yeah. You yeah. know, once, once those people on the left start feeling a little more timid about what they're saying and are thinking twice about what they're saying— that means that we've we've definitely switched we flipped the field position so to speak and the the church is getting its strength back. But yeah, right. the only reason why they can say those things is we've allowed the voice of God to become muted. Right. Well, and what's interesting, um, I kind of had this like whoa realization. So, uh, you know, I consider myself an artist. My wife is an artist as well. And one thing that's been really interesting is um, for years, especially when we'll use America for example, when America was very conservative the squeaky wheel were the progressives but they were also the artists and i've been noticing tons of spirit-filled christians getting into the arts and are speaking a different so it's like we're being we're you're going against the grain of culture right so for a long time it was conservatism um it was all moving in one direction and you had the people swimming against the current uh speaking uh singing a different tune Um, and those were the progressives. Those were the people who were, uh, and the roles have actually switched and we've been praying for a long time for decades. God, we want people in the movie industry. God, we want Christians in the the music industry. And, and now God is really activating this sound within believers. And I can speak to this because this is definitely my mountain is the arts and entertainment, but, um, where it's interesting that, that the roles are actually switching and we're seeing this in all over the place. I mean, like, Whatever Jason uh is his name Jonathan Jonathan Isaac basketball player yeah uh, oh, in the yeah, NBA yeah. Uh, you want to talk magic. about somebody yeah. speaking a different tune he when everybody really all is. of his fellow uh, black people are kneeling uh for to. black yep, and he's yep. standing yeah like you want to talk about that's how you stand out I mean he's standing out as a result um and so it, yep. you're singing a different tune than what the main yeah. the main tune is and and now God has put us in this position where he's answering our prayers and it's coming in the form of persecution yes but yeah. if we would stand if we would take a stand God is there with us you know so I love what I love what you said there because actually what you just said is prophetic so that's that's for people that are trying to figure out what the, what prophetic look like looks like that's actually prophetic the fact that the arts 
going against the grain, used to champion progressive, has now flipped to conservative. Yeah. That's a prophetic sign yeah. mm-hmm. because God never leaves a thing undone. He always yeah, has to on. complete the work. Come so on. if you're seeing that happening, that means God is his his plan that we've been talking about is starting to come to pass, like you said. And the other thing that I noticed that's very prophetic that people are not really paying attention to is where are you seeing the biggest conservative movements right now? Yeah, Jeff, it's the South where it was known for what? It was known for <laughs> it, it was known for yes. bondage. It was known for literal slavery. Uh-huh. But you're seeing the biggest movements and fights for freedom and liberty in the southern parts of the U.S. Yeah. It's showing God is on the move right now because he's completing a work that was once tainted. Mm. Guys, we have to be excited, so but we also take a step back and see these different areas and how God's moving. It's happening. Amen. Amen. Dude. Dude. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to say, man, uh, don't be afraid, man, to just keep being bold. You know, that's the, the most important thing. And like, I'll be honest, when I voted the other day, I, uh, I actually went up there and told him my name, you know, went, went to the, the polling place. And uh, they're looking at me and they're struggling, like going forever to find it. Finally, they look at it and I go, now, would you like my ID? <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, that's and they go, they go, they go, well, uh, soon that, that, uh, that stuff could change. I said, well, I would hope so. It needs to. I said, do you, do you think I'm, I'm him? Do you think my name is Matt? Yeah, and they dude. just froze. They just froze. Yeah, I would feel compelled to show them my ID. <laughs> you guys are so lucky. You guys get a vote in person. In Oregon, it's completely mail in ballot. It's oh, no. it's horrible. Oh no. Yeah. So oh. it, <laughs> that'll change in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah that we're, is praying, we're, we're in agreement. So it's done. Yeah, yeah. it's done. In Jesus yeah, name. I was such a troll, man. Like I went in. Yeah, like you I did not good, care, man. man. We gotta care about this stuff. I was such stuff. a troll about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just in regards to that though, I, I, I was saying this because um, we had Cash Patel on Elijah's dreams, and he was talking about. It. He's like, "You watch." He's like, "If if things don't go the Democrats' way, they're going to start screaming from the rooftops." The the other F word, not the four letter one. The other the <laughs> yeah, one that yeah. yeah, you got it. Um, shenanigans. Election yes. shenanigans. Um, <laughs> And sure enough, I already started seeing some of that. Yep. And I said, you know what? I can work with that because we've been talking for two years about this, that we need to care about election integrity. We need to care about, you know, all that stuff. Um, even if it's just because they had a candidate who didn't win, I'm willing to work with that. I'm like, yes, you see it too. Yes. Let's work together. Let's refine this process. Okay. Uh, Cause it's important. Sorry for all the non-Americans watching, but, you know, we just had our midterms. So, yeah, we're very passionate about this. Okay, well, guys, um, this is fantastic. I would love for you to just pray. Um, I know people are really stoked. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Anthony, if you want to open, Matt, if you want to close, and then sure. we'll, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. All right, well, Father God, we just come to you thanking you, Father, for uh, the Reformation. The spirit of change that is coming about uh, the body of Christ, but also across this nation of America. Father, and we know that this spirit of change is backed by you. So we declare Mm -hmm. that every single person that is coming into alignment and agreement with this spirit of change, Father, that you continue to reveal to them their purpose, the fullness of their call. We declare that you would order their steps. Any 
type of plan that the enemy has tried to bring about to hinder them from fulfilling their call and their purpose, whether that be through fear, anxiety, yes. worry, Father, whether that be through anything outside that uh, they have tried to do through loss of jobs. We're declaring, yes. Father, that you remove those yes. barriers now. Yes. Break those spirits of disruption and deception, mm -hmm. Father. And we're just declaring an abundance an yes. abundance of resources yes. for those yes. who have called you God and who have reached out to you and cried out to you saying, God, I want to do more. Father, we're declaring that they accelerate in the season that you have appointed for them to make a difference and to make a change. We thank you now for the unity that is overtaking the body yes. of Christ. Yes. We mm. thank you for the boldness that is coming upon the mouths of every single person mm. that is watching this stream, Lord. Mm. We thank you for visions dreams. We're thanking you for prophetic utterances and yes, even the prophetic grace that is coming over this generation yes. for a greater yes, understanding and revelation of the words that you are saying in their minds, in their hearts, and directing them in perfect plan in accordance with what you have called them to do in Jesus yes. name. Yes. And God, we speak. We thank you, Lord, first of all, for the holy remnant yes. that says, no, I will not back down. I will continue to stand. I will continue to speak. I will continue to be set apart. We thank you, Lord, for that remnant. Now, Lord, anoint them to go and do the plans that you have for their lives, for the lives of this country, for the people in this country to change America, to change the game, as we so say all the time. Lord, we ask and we declare a special Holy Spirit anointing that mm -hmm. goes upon these people listening that are going to listen and watch yes. this later. Lord, anoint them, bless them, give mm -hmm. them a new confidence, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, yeah. let your fire and your glory fall yes. now upon these people and upon those that wherever they're at, whether it's America or internationally, wherever, we speak up new anointing and yes. fresh fire goes into those people in the name of Jesus. We say prodigal sons yes. and daughters return home in Jesus' name. We say mm -hmm. those that have stepped out of the kingdom get back in the kingdom now. We say pastors and people in the body of Christ that have not stood enough will start to stand. We'll say, no, I can't be a part of this woke movement and this woke culture anymore. No, I I got to get back. There's a new generation that is arising. We declare it now mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. And we say it comes forth yes. now into the earth from the heavenlies in Jesus' name. Amen mm. and amen. And lastly, we just thank you for the platform that you've given Jeff and Elijah yes. Fire. Bless I just see now the yes. increase that is coming over yes. you. We thank you for a larger stage, a yes. bigger platform yes. even than this, Lord. Yes. We declare that they them, overtake God. the airwaves. We declare yes. supernatural expansion yes. across the four corners of yes. this earth. We say there is nothing that is going to yes. stop them. Anything yes. that's tried to come against them, Father, we say no. Yes. And we thank you for abundant resources yes. financially yes. and even favor, by favor, way favor. Of, of, of experts and people wanting to yes. come and join this team. We speak it now. We say increase yes. in this season over Elijah Fire in Jesus' name. In Jesus mm. name. Thank you, God. Mm. Do it, God. Amen. I receive yes. that. Yes. <laughs> I yes. saw it, man. Your stage is the stage is going to get so much bigger. Woo! Yes. Amen. Be ready? Yeah. Yes. Amen. Well, guys, seriously, it you guys are just the best. I I just take a, a great swell of pride and and being brothers in arms with you guys. You know, you guys are doing an amazing work at uh, Game Chamber cha Game Change <laughs> Game Chambers. That's the new name. Um, and put the game in the chamber, right? That's right. Game Chambers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, guys, it's just awesome. I just, I, I was just so stoked. And I think a lot more 
programs are going to rise up too that are going to join our ranks as well. Yes, uh, yes. And I'm just, Praise yeah. God. But yeah, yeah. so how can people follow what you guys are doing? Uh, plug your podcast, plug, you know, when it's on, all that good stuff. Well, first off, Jeff and, and Anthony, you can help me out with some of this. But first off, thank you so much for having us on again. Absolutely. It's always our pleasure yeah, to my be pleasure. able to do this with you and fight yeah. for America, fight for the body of Christ and mm-hmm. the church, fight for other countries and just for people's freedom. Amen. Both, you know, constitutional rights and biblical rights. And I think that's so important. So thank you so much Mm, for that. But uh, no, as far as watching our show um, every Tuesday, we are changing from six o'clock central time to six 30. We're going to shorten our episodes now from, we used to do uh, 57 to an hour long episodes. We're going to actually start bringing more episodes out now and doing uh, half an hour episodes at nice. six thirty central time. So Dude. 30 minutes before I actually, my dad is on flashpoint, um, every Tuesday. And then we release the audio version of that podcast on Wednesdays. That's on any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple music. I mean, there's so many of yeah, them out Google, there. Google, Google, all yeah, of them. Yeah. All of them. So, uh, that's on Wednesdays. And then there'll be links in the uh, description. I'm sure for our merchandise, you can also go oh, to yeah, it's Instagram. There. Yeah, you can go to our Instagram, Game Changers at Lord of Hosts Church or Game Changers um, at LOH Church, and uh, you can check us out there. And then also Game Changers LOH for Lord of Hosts on Facebook. And then also Anthony's and my Instagram is also um, on there in our bio of Game Changers. Mine is personally is at Quarterback Matt, and then yours. Anthony.M.Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of long. Dot, dot, used dot to be for, what we used to be, Mr. A Double or Mr. What was, A Double, but then yeah. people were having trouble finding me, so I just changed it. So, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can follow us on on Instagram as well. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. And then every last Friday of the month, we have an in person game changer service at the church where people come, whether all over the the, the country, um, within our own church, and we do either some fun activity, sometimes it's we'll minister for people and over people, we'll preach, we'll lay hands on people, and then obviously sometimes in the summer, you know, we'll have a little, you know, fun get-together. We have a big field outside of the, the church on the, on the south of the church, south lot, and so sometimes we'll do some backyard bashes and things like that. Sweet. We love when we can come and get together and, and have a good time together. We actually have a December 16th a Christmas party at the yep. church that we're going to do. And then oh, Anthony and I felt led to lay hands and anoint every single person that comes and pray a special blessing over them as they go into 2023. So we want to connect with you guys and, 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 and we love each and every person out there. Cause honestly, doesn't matter the age you're a game changer. Right. Yep. Same rule applies to Elijah fire, but yes. we don't have like yes. a name for people yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, just a reminder to everybody, we're going to put a link to the, um, if um, right after this ends, we're going to be putting a link to the Elijah Streams episode with Steve Schultz and, and Hank Kuhneman. And then we are also going to put a link to the prophetic pulse from last night, Lord of Hosts Church as well. So um, Matt and Anthony, seriously, thank you so much, you guys. We'll do this again. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. We love yeah. you, man. Love yeah, you. I love you too. Much love to you guys. Yeah. So everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow with mandy woodhouse she's back she's been like doing this crazy mission trip in brazil and all that stuff so she's back in australia uh and we're not going to be doing it at 3 p.m because daylight savings happened so it's going to be at 2 p.m like our normal time 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time so join us tomorrow with mandy woodhouse it's gonna be a fantastic time uh and then also link there's a donation link at the end elijahstreams.com slash donate 
Any and all donations go toward the wells, go to keep this free and make sure it's five days a week and that we're consistent and on as many platforms as we can manage. So have an amazing evening, everybody, and tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Mandy Woodhouse, and we'll see you then. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.